This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, you awesome people, to another episode of FML Talk. I'm so excited for my guest today. She is now a best-selling author, but before that, she is an actress, a singer. You would know her from One Tree Hill or all of her amazing country songs. But oddly enough, her and I have some interesting things in common. And one of those things happens to be Javier. Get ready for some crazy stories. This is FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter 16. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. You guys, I am so excited to have this badass woman here. Um, she is an author, actress, singer all around badass, and I have become such a fan of hers, and I'm so happy that we have become friends over the last year. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FML Talk, Mrs. Jana fucking Kramer. Oh my goodness. That is the best intro I've ever gotten, especially the the effing part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here here on FML Talk, we, we drop the F-bomb probably more than we should. Um, how are you, my love? I'm good. I mean, today's kind of a weird day. I just feel like something's in the air, but um, you know, it's um I'm good. I'm good. It's yeah, I'm good. I feel like that's the general consensus of 2020 is like there's just something in the air. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally and figuratively, there is something flying right. around in the air. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but also, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just it's it's just an interesting time. But you know, I think, you know, with 2020, it's just been um there's been so many positives too, along with uh, the obvious negatives. But I feel like, you know, I've, I've been looking, trying to look more into the silver linings of things. Totally. That's like what I live by is the everything happens for a reason phase. So it's yes. like, you just got to look and find it. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to talk first before we get into, you have so much amazing stuff to, to dive into today. But because all of my FML talk people are predominantly here from my book, um, I want to start with how you and I even came to meet because it's a really wild situation that only happens in my life. <laughs> um, so I'll let you kind of take it away. Um, so I knew Javier. Um, and who obviously is a big part of your book, um, in your story, in your life. And, you know, I remember, um, being at, uh, the park on Woodmont, not, it wasn't Woodmont. Uh, oh, it was Moore Park. It was the Woodmont Park. And, um, I just remember talking to him and him saying that he, um, is dating someone. And I was like, I know, like, I'm like, I just like, I, I've seen the photos. She's beautiful. Like, you know, I just remember this, there's this one photo of you on Instagram because, you know, he rarely talked about other girls, um, or had like a girlfriend. So, um, 
I remember seeing the photo of you guys, I think it was on the beach and just like, wow, like he's so like, you could just tell like he's in love. Javier's found the one. And, you know, he's like telling me this at the park and I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, I'm so happy for you. But he's like, yes, but he's like, I'm supposed to go to Europe with her. He's like, but I'm not going to go with her. He's like, I'm still going to go. He's like, I'm just dealing with some stuff right now. And I'm like, does she know? And he's like, not really. And I'm just like, I felt. Oh my God. Wait, I didn't know that you guys had this conversation before. No, no, not before he told me. I had no idea. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. No, that makes total sense. But I was like, oh my God. I'm like, you have to tell her like, you know, and, and so long story short, I had still, you know, I, I, I think he went off to do, cause that was after he filmed something and um, yeah. So anyway, so he ended up going to Europe and then I kind of, you know, we've, we've always remained friends throughout the years. Um, obviously I didn't know who you were. So, which is why I didn't call right. call and check in on you. Cause I'm like, right. I this was, this random- was pre, this was before you and I crossed paths. <laughs> yeah. Way before. So it would be like this weird, like whatever. Um, but yeah, we just, you know, uh, we would text a few times and being like, Hey, you know, cause I have known him since I was like 20, I mean, I've known him for almost 12 something years. Um, so yeah. So what's crazy is I was doing a movie in Louisiana with your mother yep. and I was telling your mom, I just had like this immediate, like soul connection with your mom. She does and, that with a lot of people. She's like, I mean, you she's, automatically, she's everyone's mom. <laughs> like, she's just the best. Like, I just remember being like, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I loved her. I wanted to take care of her. She wanted to take care of me. It just became like this really like awesome relationship. Um, and I was telling her, I was kind of, we were having wine and I was confiding with her about, you know, my relationship that I'm currently in and the struggles that we've had. And she's just like, oh my gosh, she's like, you sound just like my daughter. <laughs> and I was like, tell me more about your daughter. And like, she just told me like, you wrote this book and it hasn't come out or no, it, I think it just come out. Yeah. Like barely. Yeah, it, had, it had just come out. She's like, you can get it. Like it just came out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, amazing. Like, and so, you know, I pull it up on Amazon and I order it and I'm so excited. And, you know, she's telling me about like, you know, your divorce and then how he cheated. And I mean, just like everything. And so I think that night, oh no, no, it wasn't that night. It was when we were filming. Um, I was like, she was talking about you again. And I was like, okay, so what's her name? Like I got her book, but like, what's her name again? Yeah. And I went on Instagram and looked you up and I was like, holy F, <laughs> that was Javier's girlfriend. I was like, I totally stalked her before I even knew you because <laughs> I want to know who this new girl in Javier's life was. Yeah. So it was just, I was like, Oh okay, my gosh. and then I was but like, when when mom. you told yeah, so my mom of course has very, you know, specific feelings about the the two men that are I write about in the book, and she called me and she goes, Gabrielle, I'm shooting with this this woman Jana Kramer, and I just love her, and she's so wonderful, and I told her all about you, and then she looked at me on set and said, Oh my God, is your daughter's ex boyfriend Javier? And she was like. My, I looked like I saw a ghost. Like my stomach just dropped out of my ass. And I, I was remember. Like, oh her my face, god! Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine what she was thinking in that fucking moment. And I'm like, oh my god, this was the girl that he said that he wasn't going on the trip with. And then, and then once we started talking, 
I, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So then, so after this, Jana and I started following each other on Instagram and we were like, oh my God, our worlds are freakishly similar and how odd that the universe brought us together in this crazy way. Um, and then I came on and did your podcast, Wind Down, which is a long running, incredible podcast. And it was just, it was so wild. Um, and I don't know if I should be saying this, but um, this is more book two stuff. But I ended up, you know, having a conversation with Javier and we were catching up and I was like, yeah, so funny story. I'm friends with uh, with one of your good friends. And he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> um, hey. and, and we've been – and it's – you've really been such a – just a beautiful addition to all the strong women in my life and the way that you carry yourself and stand in your own. It just – I feel like our paths were supposed to cross. Um, It just happened to be in the funniest of ways. (laughs) The the funniest, but the best. Like, it just was like, I always believe that people are supposed to meet. And, you know, I never would have thought that, like, we would have met from me, like, looking at Instagram. But it's just that we were supposed to be connected. And this is how it was just how it was meant to be, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, So you've had a a myriad of interesting relationships in your life. Like, I don't even know which one we should start talking about. Um, what do you think was your biggest, um, your, your most difficult relationship for you to kind of leave and survive? Well, it's interesting that you ask that because it's, I mean, I think the most, like, if you look at my relationship past, it's like, okay, you know, I, I married someone when I was 19. I knew him for a week. We went to Vegas. I was super sober and which is just makes it worse. Um, you know, that guy, that guy tries to kill me. Um, he goes to jail for attempted murder pre pre uh, whatever try attempted murder. And then the next guy, you know, I dated for three years. I married him because I didn't know how to call off a wedding. He's now like one of my closest friends. Oh, that's guy great. Friends. Yeah. And his wife is my best friend. Oh, that's um, awesome. But I feel like the hardest relationship is this relationship that I'm in now because it's, all of those things have bled into this marriage, but I think it's harder when you have kids, you know? So obviously this relationship, for those that don't know, like my husband was unfaithful and, um, you know, the first year of our marriage is when, you know, I found out about everything. And I think that's been the hardest relationship because the past five years has just been like a struggle. Like, do I stay? Do I go? What do I do? You know, it's just, am I happy? Am I not happy? Is this worth fighting for? But then I have my kids and I think, you know, I've, I've got out of the abusive relationship. I got out of, you know, the relationship that I knew wasn't the right one, but this one is like, I love him. It's just marriage is just hard at the end of the day. Like it just is hard. And there's so many times when like you wonder, you're like, am I fighting the, like the good fight for, and that's our book, but like for the right reasons, or am I doing it for my kids? And I think at the end of the day, it's like, I'm doing it for, for both, but also like, because, you know, I, I believe that I'm supposed to be with the, you know, with him, but at the same time, it's like living with an addict. It's so hard. So there's just so many elements where it's like, this is by far the hardest relationship I've been in. Yeah. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals, no prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. 
I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son. And for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. And I think it's interesting because when I came on to your show and we talked about how we both went through infidelity, but you chose to stay and work through it and I chose to get a divorce. Um, But a lot of people on the outside looking in will think, oh, one's such an easy route or, you know, why is she choosing to just stay? Like she, she should get the balls to get up and leave or why is she just running away? She should get the balls to, you know, stay and work through her marriage. And I think it's, it's really important for everybody that's listening to understand that not only is each situation different and it's dependent on the people that are involved in it, but it's hard either way. Dude, it's it's hard to stay and work through that. And it's hard to pick up and be like, okay, bye, I'm getting a divorce and like letting all that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's there's no easy way out. There's no easy way out of, you know, sometimes I think I'm like, what would have been easier? None of it's easy, you know, leaving, you know, divorcing and having separation with the kids. And it's just like, none of that's easy. Yeah. So it's especially just with a, kids, especially yeah. with kids. You know, like I, yeah, especially with kids for sure. But I mean, even so like, you know, you know, if, if we didn't have kids and he did it at that, I mean, granted he cheated on me when we, before we even got married and I was like, okay, shit, I'm 30 years old. Like, or I just turned 31 and I'm like, you know, he's, he's good. He's good enough. And it's like, it's like, oh my God. It's like, we, we then like start to like really think about like, okay, you know, I think I could probably make it work. <laughs> Because right. you go down the list of like, well, God, I don't want to have to go dating again. And then it's going to take these many years. And like, right. so it's like you start to think about, but it's like, it's not easy either way. So if you had to think of one thing that was really the deciding factor that made you be like, I'm going to stay and try to make this work, what do you think it was? Um, I mean, in the very beginning, it was the kids. So, I mean, that was the number one reason. And I think now... Um, now it's just everything that like we've like worked for, mm-hmm. um, and fought for, but you know, I, I still do believe that like people should be happy. And if you're not, then, you know, it's okay to, you know, leave, but I, you know, give it a, you have to give it a chance. You have to give it a try. You have to put in the work. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely would say as my kids, because, you know, I have such a hard time with the fact that because of someone's own issues and problems, they're now changing the way that like how I see my kids. And I'm like, that's so selfish to me. So I'm like, and I'm such like a mama bear. I'm like, I will raise my kids. I will not be separated from them. Like, so it's, I mean, the kids are definitely a reason why, like why I've stayed. Yeah. And what do you think it is that, that 
made you because it's it's correct me if I'm wrong. You guys, it wasn't just the first cheating that happened. Like you guys have had kind of an up and down situation over the years. Yeah. I mean, because he is an addict, like there's things like, you know, he almost had an affair on me. Like he almost tried to be with someone. And then I basically showed up at the hotel instead of the other woman. Um, and I was like, I, that's it. I'm done. Like that was two years into working on things. But then I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant with her son. Oh my God, Jana. I know. So like that was you know, we, and we wrote about that in the book where it's like on the chapter nine, pray on it is like when I was just like, you do like God, like you got to like help me walk through this. Cause I can't, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So you found out that he was supposed to be meeting someone at a hotel and then you went instead of her. Mm-hmm. It was like that, like classic movie. I was going to say like, that sounds like a scene from I, a fucking movie. Yeah. Where I show up and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, what? You know, at that time he's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. And I'm like, I, I know everything. I've seen all right. the correspondence, you know, like you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. And you just lost everything. Right. And, um, you know, then I found out I was pregnant. And so it was, had that whole like, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah. Cause that's a lot of, you know, I know a lot of people like hear this situation and they're like, so why didn't you just leave? But when you're not only in a marriage, you already have a child, you then are going through all the hormones of being pregnant again and thinking like, well, how do I walk away from something that I've built with this person that when I have two little other lives to think about, like it's a whole nother level of, of confusion, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, there's just been like, other things too that have happened. And it's just like, okay, but it's slowly, like I slowly see growth and that's like, that's what I need to see now. And again, if anything were to happen now, like I don't have enough, like, I don't, I don't have anything left to give. And at that point I'm like, I I did everything I could do. So hopefully he stays sober and he works his program and he's, you know, consistent with our things, but you know, you just, you never know. And that's the scary part, which is why this one makes this relationship the hardest. And I think it's a testament to you as a woman to really be there and nurture him through all of that and, and not leave. Like in my perspective, I had an easy decision. Like it was like Mm -hmm. Daniel cheated. He had multiple extramarital affairs going on. Um, and a full-on girlfriend. And by that time, it was just like, nope, I'm not happy. This is bullshit. And I'm gone. Um, but that, for me, was an easy decision. I don't know if we would have owned a house together, if we would have had kids together. Like That probably would have been a longer thought process. Do I think I still probably would have left in the end? In my personal situation, yeah. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't in love with him anymore. But it's, there's so many layers to it, you know? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So before we jump into all of your crazy success that's come in the past couple of months, which I'm so excited about, um, can we, are you comfortable going back to the relationship before that, who he went to jail for attempted murder? Because I'm really interested yeah. to hear about some of that. For sure. Yeah. Um, so tell me about like what, how that came to be so violent and what type of situation that was? Um, so I met him when I was 19. Um, he was like 24 years older than me. Um, I, I, I had some really bad daddy issues. And so I, um, you know, I met him and he just seemed amazing. You know, he was, he said he was like this, he said he was a DJ for Eminem and, um, he was, you know, kind of like a bad boy, but like super sweet and, you know, um, and so I, I met him and I just thought he was great. And long story short, like 
uh, two weeks into knowing him, were like, let's go to Vegas and get married as a joke, right. which is so stupid. Um, but we did. We went through a drive-thru and <laughs> got married. And then I was like, okay, that was fun. Like, let's obviously, like, we're not going to stay married. Um, and he ends up straight up disappearing leaves. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have like this husband out there out in the world. I have no idea like, you know, who he is or what his like middle name is for all I know. And, um, he ended up, um, like literally disappearing for a few months. I booked a movie in Romania. So I went to go film a movie during that time. I got really sick. Um, and I had reached out to him and he flew to Romania, helped me. And I saw just a, a, just a really sweet side of him. And I'm like, okay, let's just put, I'm like, first of all, where did you go? Why'd you Kate, disappear? I was, so you hadn't spoken said, that whole time? Yeah. Mm-mm. He wow. said his dad died. Um, and you know, he just was like, he really liked me. And the fact that I was just like, so willing to throw it away. And I'm like, okay, well <laughs> we knew each other for two weeks, but okay. Yeah. And, um, but I, he just was like, he took good care of me in the hospital. And then, um, I, I said, let's just put the, the marriage card on the back burner and let's just date. You know, yeah. and we can figure out everything else like from, from there. Um, but then little things started happening. I, you know, um, he would, he started, I started isolating from my friends because, you know, he didn't like any of my friends and then he would be really, um, manipulative and verbally abusive. And then, you know, he, like, for example, like I grabbed, I went to the store and I got milk and he's like, and Tylenol cause I had a headache and he's like, why would you get fucking Tylenol? I was like, because I have a headache. And he like threw the bag of milk, like down the apartment. We were at the Archstone apartments in studio city. And I just like started crying and he just was saying like the meanest things. And then he pushed me. That was the first time he ever like pushed me. Mm-hmm. But then like a push slowly went to a more forceful grab, a more forceful push. And then it went to choking and then it went to hitting. And then, you know, at that point I was like, having to cancel auditions because I would have, I'd be bruised and then my agents dropped me and my manager because I'm like, I wasn't doing anything. And was this the first time you had ever been in an abusive relationship and experienced Mm -hmm. like anything? I mean, I had experienced some things in my past in childhood, but never towards me. Right. Um, But I also thought that that it was okay because I had experienced those things in my childhood. So I had seen that Oh, like that's normal. These kind of explosive things are normal. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't tell anyone cause you know, I was married to him. So I was scared about that. Um, and if you would have met him, you would have loved him. Like he was so charming, so right. sweet. They always I mean, just are. Like, I know. I mean, he was just, he had so many friends. Um, and yeah, it just, the, the next year was just, I mean, you know, him just being really abusive and I had no friends and, um, you know, he then tried to kill me and then he went to jail for attempt premeditated attempted murder. Cause he, I had run down to the neighbor's house like oh, two weeks before the actual incident happened. And, um, that's how we were able to say that he tried before. But, um, of course I went back thinking it was my fault. Um, the things that he would, would do was just awful. Like he took a picture of my dogs on the highway and said, if you don't come home, I'll let them go. What? Um, I mean, he was messed up, like so messed up. Like, you know, he, he, um, he burnt my clothes. He burnt some of my things. Like I had to sleep in my car. Like he locked me out of the house. Like there was just so many things that like happened and, and I just hadn't no one. And like, I didn't know, I was so terrified of like, 
and ashamed of like telling my mom or anything like that. Right. Um, just because, you know, how do I tell her that I did something so stupid? Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Um, so then, then when he, when he, he tried, went to jail, when he tried to kill you, how did you, did you guys call the cops? Like, how did that come to be, you know, how did so he get arrested? My girlfriend was in town. Um, and, uh, he was, we had gotten to an argument because I had actually, I'd resigned with an agent like during this time and she got me a role, um, in the movie click with Adam Sandler and, um, and so we had gone to the rap, uh, not rap party, but uh, the, I'd done the table read. And then, um, we went out to spider club in Los Angeles and I had texted one of my co-stars in there being like, Hey, I'm coming out with my, uh, my boyfriend, like, and my girlfriend, like so excited, um, to see y'all like, are you still headed this way? Right. Well, he saw that in my phone. So his typical thing to do was he would come up in the middle of the night, like he'd come home, like just inebriated and just a mess. He would throw me out of bed and then he just like, he threw my phone at me. He's like, you fucking texted this guy. And I'm like, I just wanted to see like, if they were coming, like I said, my boyfriend, like I, you know, and just was like super jealous. And then he started hitting me and then he threw me up against a window and the mirror cracked. Um, and then he's like, that's it. I'm going to get my gun and I'm going to kill you. So like, this is the second time he said like, he's going to kill me. So like I freaked out again. So I ran like outside, it was like screaming, running outside. Um, I hid in the bushes and I saw his car leave. So I came back in, I grabbed my keys. I screamed for my friend, like, I'm like, help. I'm going to be outside, like meet me in the car. And this is again, like three something in the morning. So she like barely heard it. Um, and then when I came back out to the car, he was standing there with like his hand behind his back. And I was just like, this is it. Like, this is, I'm, I'm done. Like, he's going to kill me right here. And he put a rock in front of the gate and he just, I mean, he, he was obviously bigger than me. So, and I was like 98 pounds. Well, you're, you're tiny. <laughs> and then he, yeah. Then he just came on top of me and just started hitting me and choking me. And, um, the, the, I was trying to like gouge his eyes or like yeah. hit him back and I was scraping him or doing whatever I could, but he, he was literally suffocating me. And I screamed and I was like, please, like, please stop. Like my mom. And he was like, fuck your mom. And he's like, oh you know, you're done. You're done. Like you're dying. And I, but I, the crazy thing is like, I saw everything. Like I saw like my mother at my funeral. Like I, it just, and in I just kind moment. of, in that moment, I was like, it was just like a very near death, like life experience. And I just, I had just, like he, he suffocated me to the point where I passed out. Right. So he thought maybe that I was like dead. So he had left at this point, my girlfriend had heard the scream. So she called nine one one. So when the ambulance came, I was laying there. I had broken ribs. I was like, I mean, all scraped up. Um, and so I think I just passed out from the like hyperventilation. Sure. So then there was a warrant out for his arrest. Um, and then, you know, long story short, we did a jury, uh, not a jury trial. We did a trial. And that's when I had to tell my mom that I married him. And that's when I got the rap sheet 
of all the things. He had like alias last names. He had been in jail for money laundering for 10 years. Stop. He had been in jail for seven years for um, domestic abuse on his previous wife. He has- Oh my God. I, I've just talked to like one of the eight little girls he's had. Like he's had, he has children everywhere. Like he stole like $40,000 from my mom, like credit cards in my name too. Oh my God, Jan. I mean, I mean, just a massive con artist. Um, and so I had- so then he ended up getting picked up, went to jail. Um, he got sentenced to 12 years. He got out in eight. And I actually, he called me because um, I had like the same number or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him and he asked for help. And I was just like, I will never help you. Yeah. Like, don't ever contact me again. And I had another girl reach out to me on Facebook that he abused after he got out of prison and then he committed suicide in a hotel. Wow. Yeah. Did that feel like a relief when that happened? So I'll never forget when that happened. I was in Austin, Texas. I was on a radio tour and I got the call from the DA because anytime he'd ever move, like I would be alerted because there right. was obviously a restraining order and just from the previous, cause I was terrified of him. Like I, so I was relieved because I'm like, I can now close my eyes when I sleep, but I felt guilty. And I think that's like the victim mentality. Like I felt like it was my fault that he was dead because, okay, if, if he wouldn't have met me or if I didn't turn him in, then he would maybe, you know, so it's like, I, I had, I had, I was like, going around in circles, but mostly it was relief. I can't even imagine like, it's literally like having a monster in your life that's then suddenly gone. Yeah. But that honestly, so to tie it all in with your previous or with your current relationship, when you were saying, you know, when you were going down the list of like, well, it's not that bad, that makes a lot of sense because like, look where you came from. You know what I mean? So you're like, well, this is nothing compared to what he did to me. That's, yeah. oh my God, my heart is like hurting right now from that story, girl. But at the same time, like I also know my worth, you know, and, and who knows, like there's a lot of things that came from that. And there's a lot of, you know, things I've been able to do with that and help other people. Luckily that, you know, we have the platform to be able to help other people. And so, you know, I've partnered with Safe Horizon, which helps, you know, battered women and kids and you know, giving them a place to stay and get on their feet and be protected from their abuser. So there's so many things that like, you can look at it from a positive light. And, you know, I think that when people are given the platform, they should use their voice to speak on the things that, you know, they're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in lighter news, you're, Ooh, lighter news. you're a fucking bestselling author, dude. Oh, I, if you guys have not gotten her book yet that you should have done already, um, it's called The Good Fight and it's all about her marriage and them working through it. And you and Mike co-wrote it, correct? Together. Yeah, we co-wrote it. Um, you know, we wrote it all ourselves. We didn't have a ghostwriter. So we, you know, we put every word on the page and it was, it was from both of our perspectives. So, you know, whether you're single, married, divorced, whatever it is, I mean, we, we share stories of, you know, how you can be a better friend, how you can be a better parent. Um, but mostly it's relationally based, but, um, 
you know, you hear some, we talk about fights and how we've gotten through them and share stories and we just, yeah, we just open our lives up a little bit more. There's some incredible stories and information in there. I'm about halfway through it and I'm like trying to decide if I want to switch to the audiobook or not so I can hear your guys' voice <laughs> saying it. <laughs> um, but it's, I'm, I'm so proud of you and I think it's going to, well, I know it's already helping so many people. What's it been like getting the messages from readers? It's been awesome. I mean, I was obviously worried, like, what was the reception going to be? But people have been so great about it. Um, You know, people have said that it's really been helping their marriage, that they've had better communication. I've also heard from um, a mom who said, you know, she's like, I didn't think I was going to get anything from the book. She's like, I thought I was just going to be entertaining. She's like, but, you know, there was there was a chapter on, are you listening? And she's like, when my daughter was telling me something that happened, I went straight into, well, you got to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, we got into an argument and then I realized that's not what my daughter needed. She needed me to just listen mm-hmm. and just not offer advice or whatever, but there's ways to be like, what do you need right now? Like, do you need me just to listen or do you need me to help? Or do you need me to like, just be there for you? So yeah. there's just like so many things, good takeaways that people are getting from the book. And that just makes me so happy. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite things since becoming an author is the messages from people that are truly affected by what we've written and just feeling that like what we've gone through and all of the the bullshit is now so worth it because it's like helping change other people's lives and like the direction that they're able to heal. Yep. Absolutely. I am so freaking proud of you. Um, If anyone for some reason is not following you on social media, can you please tell them where they can do that so they can keep up with you? At Kramer Girl on all platforms and she's wonderful amazing go get her book the good fight and um i love you girl thank you so much for being here i love you so much and i just think you're such a badass and i just i'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing so keep doing it and um yeah to javier may we know them but may we don't love them anymore (laughs) (laughs) cheers to that girl yes I want to thank Jana from the bottom of my heart for coming on and being so vulnerable with me. I think it is such a testament to how strong women can be when you hear stories like that and all the shit that we've gone through and survived and come out the other end as better humans. It's it's really inspiring for me. Next week, we are going to talk all about cheating and divorce and how to move on from all of the insane shit that blows up in your relationship life, Um, the stuff that I've dealt with firsthand. I'm going to share some of my experiences, my techniques in how to move on and trust people again, and it's one of the things I get asked about most is how to really move forward once you've gone through something that has totally just crushed your soul in your love life. Don't forget we have our holiday giveaway going on that we will announce December 20th. So make sure you get your merch and post your pictures with it. We are going to discount one of the sweatshirts 25% off the white one that happens to be my favorite that says I ate, I prayed, I FML'd. So if you want to pick that one up, you can go to it now for 25% off. And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast DM us uh, with anything specific that you want to hear or see on the show. And if you have an FML story, send us a DM and we will send you instructions on how to record to possibly be on the show. Until next Wednesday, guys, sending you lots of love.
welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.